Wine and Shine, where Tracy takes a closer look at issues that at first glance seem to be a permanent part of Luxembourgish life and hopes to find out who or what can solve them. There have been many petitions asking to reform the tax system in Luxembourg. At the heart of the debate, the gap between how much single people and married people are taxed on their wages. An OECD study on taxes published earlier this year even found that Luxembourg had one of the highest tax wedges between the two groups. So this week on Wine and Shine, we are talking about how Luxembourg's tax system is built, why it's set up this way, and whether a reform would work, should it ever be implemented. Ardekin Ketten, a young professional working in Luxembourg, didn't quite expect to gather this much attention when he sent a public petition to the Luxembourg Chamber of Deputies. Having noticed how much he was taxed versus how much his married colleague was taxed, Ketten decided he wanted to take action. He tells me. It started with me talking with my colleague at work. We were talking about wages without taboos. He was making about the same amount as me before taxes, but since I knew he was married, I asked him, since you're married, what's your salary like? And when he gave me the net amount, I compared, and the difference was about 300 euros net. I felt it was a bit unfair. I had heard of other petitions of the kind, and so I thought I should take my chance and also send in a petition on this topic. Submitted in January, Ketten's petition asked that the taxes imposed on single people should be reduced arguing that they have just as many, if not more, expenses than a married couple, but nobody to share the burden with. By the time the deadline for the signatures had arrived, Ketten had collected over 10,000 valid signatures, many more than the 4,500 needed for a public debate. My aim isn't to have married people pay more taxes and singles pay less. For me, there needs to be a readjustment, because as single people, we pay a lot of things on our own, on top of paying more taxes. I don't know what the solution can be, but that's something our politicians will have to decide on. Choosing to wait until the new government is in place after October, Ketten said he wants the discussion to happen, if only out of principle. But how does Luxembourg's tax system work? And why does it work like this? Fatima Shaouch, a referendary at the Administrative Court of Luxembourg and a university lecturer specialised in individual taxation, explains. There is a single, what we call a progressive income tax schedule. So it's basically a number of brackets into which your income is put into so that there is a tax that is assessed on the basis of how much you earn. That is the same for everyone. However, there is a system in Luxembourg that's called what we uh, have actually inherited from the German occupation of Luxembourg. It's the tax classes. So if you're a single individual, you will have a tax class one which basically means that your income will be fully taxed without any sort of relief that is given to your income before it's taxed into this tax bracket. However, if you're married, or there are other conditions, but if you are married and if you choose to be taxed jointly with your spouse, then there is the application of what we call the tax class 2. And tax class 2 is a different system. It actually... Uh, works on the basis that before your income at the level of the household, before the income is taxed, it's actually split into two, and then it is uh, subject to this progressive income tax rate. And then the result of this is multiplied by two. But just to say that in comparison to the individual, there is a sort of... um, 
that's what we call the splitting mechanism. So the income of a couple will be split by two before the tax is applied. And that's why we generally view tax class two as being more beneficial. However, tax class two is not necessarily beneficial for all couples. In traditional cases, where one brings in significantly more money than the other because the latter is, for instance, not working or working part-time, the system can save them a lot of money. But in other cases... Where we have two spouses that approximately earn the same, we are not really in a system that is so favorable. The debate on the system has been around for a long time now. Some criticize it for the burden it places on singles, but not only. Often the tax class too has been criticized from a, um, a perspective of woman empowerment uh, because the idea would be that even if a woman you know, earns a certain income, her tax liability will be sort of linked to what her husband would earn. And therefore there were many calls for many years for what we call the individualization of the taxation of married couples. A reform in 2018 allowed married couples to file their taxes separately, meaning that not only were their taxes assessed individually, but tax authorities also wouldn't go after one and the other partner. So married couples can now choose whether they want to file together or not, depending on what is more advantageous for them. The benefit doesn't always appear as straightforwardly, though. When you earn, when you are married and you file jointly, so when you have tax class too, it also gives you for higher deductions because you are viewed as a household. So even though there might not always be benefits to filing together, the fact that there is this higher deductions that are given then might make a certain sense regarding the organization of the marriage, how the two, you know, participate to the cost of the household, of the mortgage, etc. So they will have, even if they have children, a certain number of deductions that they can claim. So what is more advantageous is really a matter of the individual case, Shaush says. Another facet of the tax system in Luxembourg that has gathered a lot of attention for residents and workers active in the country is that when a couple divorces, single parents end up returning to tax class one. But it doesn't happen immediately. So there is what we call a transitionary period that is supposed to uh, last for three years after the divorce. The idea is that, you know, you have been married, there was a certain, you know, status, a certain way of organizing your life, and now that you're divorced, the legislature has organized this transitionary period to give you a sort of period in which you are going to be transitioning to your new life. And therefore, during these three years following the divorce, you still get taxed on tax class two, as if you were still married. But you will only be taxed on your own income. So if I am divorced, for the next three years, I will still get tax class two, just like when I was married, but I will only be taxed on my own income, not on my ex-spouse income. So it's a sort of social transition that is recognized by the tax system and allows divorced individuals to get back on track Three years, they will directly go back to tax class one. However, if they have a child, it will be 1A. Or if they get married or if they get uh, in a the box, then they will get the tax class two again. 
Hearing this, it's understandable that single parents and single persons in general might feel the need to speak out about the system. However, as Shaush explains, the tax system originally set in place during the German occupation wasn't about punishing people who weren't bound by marriage. The idea of the tax system in general, the way it works, it works on the basis of what we call the ability to pay tax. So we really look at your capacity to pay a certain or a certain tax. And indeed, you could say that single individuals, because they do not have a certain you know level of expenses, they are deemed to have a higher available income. And this higher available income is what we call the ability to pay tax. And therefore, their taxes will be higher because they have a ready income that's more important if, if you view it this way. Now, again, single individuals shouldn't be viewed as like one sort of similar tendency. Among single individuals, you have different situations that might occur. Some might be eligible for a couple of deductions, uh, depending on how they plan for the future, if they invest in pension protection, for instance, if they invest in uh, home loan schemes, etc. So they also have access to, I would say, generally the same deductions as married individuals. The only difference is indeed on the tax class. And when the tax class was actually introduced, the idea of tax class two was never to give anyone tax benefits. The idea was that they did not want two married individuals to end up having to pay more taxes than two single individuals. So that's why they created this sort of system to adjust uh, their tax liability to avoid that actually becoming married was making you pay crazy taxes. So while the system wasn't originally set up to penalize singles, in 1976, the government in place at the time chose to keep joint taxation in place. This was more of an ideological decision. But then where do paxed people come in? The domestic partnership that is Pax gives two people a legal recognition and legal security as a couple, and there are tax advantages to being paxed. But the system is special, and so is the treatment of these paxed couples. These couples will still be taxed as individuals until the end of the year during which they signed the partnership paperwork. At the start of the year that follows, they can fill out their tax return as a paxed person. Since the start of the current coalition, there have been a few political promises of a general tax reform, like for instance the introduction of a single fiscal table, which has been on the table since 2019. But this year, Finance Minister Yuri Kobakas revealed that it wouldn't be possible to undertake this task before the end of the current government. Bacchus has put forward the idea of tax credits, though unions have been fighting for an adjustment. The issue... Luxembourg is not always a very dynamic country when it, when it comes to tax reform. We have very, very limited tax reforms. The biggest one was in 67, then we had a big one again in 91, and one of the very recent that you could say was a big tax reform, even though it was not that big, was in 2017. So it's not a country that really wants to change its whole tax landscape. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what it could be, what it could mean to change the tax system. 
And particularly because I know even uh, before COVID-19, there were talks of, you know, making some changes, but I would probably be cautious on making the difference between a political talk about, you know, what would be ideal to achieve as a tax system and what is concretely proposed before Parliament and is likely to become the law. But can the system be evened out? Or is that just hopeful thinking? I don't think you can even it out because these two populations are different. So from a constitutional perspective, you cannot say that single individuals, single with uh, children, and even married people are comparable. So if you are talking about equality from a constitutional perspective, to be equal means that the people you are comparing have objectively comparable situations. And currently, someone who is single cannot be compared to someone who is married. They have uh, structurally different lives, different status from a civil perspective. So you cannot claim equality when you look at these different populations because they are strongly different. So equality from that perspective cannot be reached. The lecturer notes that some efforts have been made, like the energy tax credit introduced to help households protect their purchasing power after the start of the war in Ukraine and the steep energy cost increase that it caused. Even without undertaking big structural changes, some smaller works on the tax system could be undertaken to even things out. There has to be also an analysis of what do they get from the social security system. You cannot just look at the tax system individually to make the system better for these families. I think we really have to look as well at the social security side to see whether they get also certain benefits to compensate. From next year on, the tax brackets will be adjusted for indexation. And at the end of May, Yuriko Bakas also announced that a tax credit covering two indexations of tax brackets should be approved by Parliament before the start of their summer break to compensate the credits taxpayers have accumulated since January and until the end of this year. For bigger changes, taxpayers will have to wait until the next government is in place. Shaush has some recommendations for them. One thing that has been you know, recently discussed was to reintroduce this indexation within the tax system, right? So for many years, we have not been able to have the indexation taken into account within the tax bracket. Just to make it simple, that means that higher is the cost of life. Let's say we get the tax adjustment to ensure that the inflation is not so much eating up our purchasing power. But the tax bracket do not take into account that. So that means that you get a higher salary because the indexation is high. But then the tax system does not recognize the indexation the way it should. And you get taxed on this higher income that you get. But it's not really more income that you get. It's just that it has, you know, the prices have gone up. Yeah, I would say if the government wants to have a performing tax system, they have to invest in their own tax administration. They have to staff it better. They have to recruit more trained people. I think that starts from there. And the culture has to change in the way they assess the taxes, spend less time reviewing each single tax return that is filed with them, and spend more time investigating uh, tax evasion, tax fraud, and try to get much more income, much more tax revenue from sources where we can actually easily collect the tax and stop targeting small tax 
players, which are the, the ones that are hit at the moment with the current uh, economic situation. That was Wine and Shine with Tracy. Tracy.